Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm John McEnroe, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast on the eve of the big one, the semifinals, the men's semifinal in particular, between Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer. I'm David Law, and Catherine Whitaker is here, and we are ready to chat. Catherine, how excited are you? Oh, I'm very excited. Uh, we've, we've stopped taking uh, Federer-Nadal Grand Slam matchups for, fi- for, for granted now, if, if we ever did. Um, and we now utterly treasure them, don't we? Because we know they're their time, unfortunately, is uh, is is limited. Um, it has to be limited, given that Federer is thirty two. Uh, Nadal still only at the ripe old age of twenty seven. But anyway, um, yes, it will be something to savour. Absolutely. Also, I don't know about you, but the, I think that there is the feeling that this one might be different <laughs> in that uh, you know the record it, is not pleasant in that federer might for, win for Roger you federer mean? fans yeah yeah well 2210 is the head to head between nadal mm. and federer and he he's just he has just figured out over the years a formula to 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 basically give roger federer nightmares here's my theory i think the way federer is playing the way that he beat Murray in the last round and Songer in the round before. And I know they're very different style players. I don't think that Roger Federer is going to allow Rafael Nadal into that pattern of play that he has been able to dominate with him against, i.e. that cross-court forehand high up to Federer's backhand. I just don't think Federer is going to allow that. Now, that does mean that he's going to have to take a huge number of risks. But I think we could be in for a classic. I st- I haven't decided yet whether Federer is going to win. I'll Ooh, decide by the end, you, end of the podcast. Are you fence-sitting, David Law? Is that what's happening here for a change? No, I'm, bu- I'm just buying time until the end of the podcast because I'm going to mm. just allow my my thoughts to And percolate. then at the end of the podcast, are you going to say Federer will take our breath away one more time? No, no, no. I'm going to be yeah. very specific. There will be a, a, a very simple, this bloke's going to win and this bloke's going to You just want to hear what I have to say first. So you, you you have all the information with which to make up your mind. Is that right? Look, any sensible um, business person <laughs> looks at all the all the elements before making a decision. Well, now I'm no business person, <laughs> but still. Shall I throw my uh, two cents in then? Yeah, go well, on. Well, it's it, I, I have to say it's not. It's not all that different to your two cents. Um, I think Federer is playing 
better tennis than Rafa. Federer, to me, looks awesome, frankly. And that's not to say that Rafa doesn't look awesome. He looks fantastic. Um, the, the blister on his hand worries me a bit because as much as you sort of think, oh, blister, what a wimp. There's no getting around a blister on your hand. That is just an unavoidable problem. Do you think that's, do you... Um, No, I, I don't see it as a major factor. But all other things being equal... You don't want to have a blister on your hand when you're playing Roger Federer, frankly, do you? You know, it could come down to to margins like that. It's the ugliest blister I've ever seen. It's pretty horrendous. It it sort of made me shudder a bit looking at him have have attention given to that blister on court against Dimitrov the other day. That was not not pleasant. Um, So I think Federer is playing better tennis than Rafa. Um, however, he just, uh, he, I've loved seeing him come into the net more. I've loved seeing him be aggressive and whether that's something he's realized, whether that's something Edberg is instilling him in him, or whether it's a combination of the both, perhaps he got Edberg on board because he realized that that was something that would help prolong his career and bring himself success in the latter stages of his career. I don't know, probably the combination, but do you want to be doing that against Rafa? Do you really want to be serving volleying and and coming into the net at every opportunity against possibly the guy with the best passing shots in the world? I don't know. I really don't know if the game that's Catherine, led to listen. him playing this sensational tennis up till up until now will be the game that leads to success against Rafa. Well, what else can he do? Well, no, I agree. I agree. I, I fear that might be his best bet. And I agree with you. He is going to have to take some risks. And it could it could not pay off at all. But I, he can't do what he's, he's done in the past. Because, frankly, it won't work. Uh, so I do, I do Look, agree. Even, I just perhaps even, don't even, have quite the same confidence as, as you do. Even at Roger Federer's peak, even in the 06, 07 years... When he settled into that backcourt game that he beats everybody else with or beat everybody else with, it didn't work very often against Rafael Nadal because Nadal is simply better at it than him. Plus, his style of tennis, that that kicking high forehand into the uh, the backhand side of, of Federer, it was it's almost like the kryptonite mm. that. That, that killed Superman. You know, it, it, he he just had no answer. He's never found an answer to that. Never. And the only times he's managed to beat him have been places like the ATP World Tour Finals indoors, where where he's just taken all of Rafa's time away uh, and just hit hard, flat shots down the lines into the corners, followed them in, polished them, polished them off with volleys. And the, the, I don't think it is just a, a philosophical change because Edberg is there i think there is a tactical element i think edberg does know how you do it how has the best way to attack the net but i think there's a feel good factor in roger federer at the moment i think he's he looks over at edberg and he he feels good he's around edberg he feels good his back's not hurting he feels good so he can play this um swashbuckling type of tennis because he feels good and the, the, the problem will come if Rafa can make him feel uncomfortable again. 
because the last couple of rounds he's had no discomfort whatsoever. He's just basically dealt with the best that Songer and Murray have had to offer, and he's he's almost dismissed it as though it's nothing. Yeah, I mean, I I I think that's excellent analysis, actually, David. I don't have too much to add to that. I I, I agree. I think I, I don't see Federer playing badly. Um, I think he will play really well and it's just a question of whether that's enough um yeah i don't see it being a damp squib of a federer performance i you know i i I think it will be a classic i i and i think it will be closer than than recent matches between them have been i just don't know whether that difference that improvement will quite be enough against Rafa. I'm not saying it won't be. I frankly what we're uncovering here is that I'm sitting on the fence just as much as you are. This time well not this time last year because Rafa wasn't in the game, but 6 months ago I'd have been predicting Rafa hands down, but there are just a few factors for me leveling leveling it out to pretty much 50-50. Um which it hasn't been for many years between the two of them in my view. Well, we'll come back to, to, to the prediction because neither no. one of us are going to get away with sitting on the fence here. We're going to both have to uh, to to, uh, to come back with our prediction before the end of the podcast is finished. Um, but in the meantime, that chap who we weren't able to name a few months ago, uh, well, we can now, can't we? He's won his first title. He's reached his first Grand Slam quarterfinal, and Grigor Dimitrov did himself proud against Rafael. It's happening. Down. It's it's happening. We are we are watching it happen. It's only a matter of time now, and I feel, frankly, possibly not that much time. I think I think the biggest stride for me has now been made in terms of Grigor Dimitrov. I saw a different player against Rafa and seeing him cry at the end of the match that was exactly the response I was willing from him to that loss because that's exactly how somebody with aspirations of of being a world number one and being a champion should respond to a loss like that. Plus in his press conference afterwards his general demeanour was this is the first of a number of steps and I'm not satisfied. And it wasn't it wasn't great fun. It hurts. It should hurt. And I can't wait to get back out there and make further progress. I mean, he, he, he sounds like a tennis professional now. He doesn't sound like some kid who just fancies swanning around the world playing glamorous tournaments and having a good time. He sounds like a tennis player. Yeah, no, quite right. He's, he sounds, well, professional is the word you used. And uh, all the cliches about about coming of age yes it's only a grandson quarterfinal but in the context of somebody that's so woefully underperformed relative to their talent it's an enormous stride and and to not be cowed at all by the stage by the man on the other side of the net to regardless of the fact that he lost to me he looked like he he looked like he belonged and he looked like he felt like he belonged and he had the confidence to play his game and to have faith in his game and it, it okay it was it was four sets but it oh it could have been oh so different couldn't it if he had taken the opportunities in in yeah. the third set tiebreak it could have been well it could have been a Grigor Dimitrov victory very very easily so this is a huge step and i i i'm who who knows when it will come, but I now am shedding my doubts of 
whether he'll become a Grand Slam champion. I just I can't see him not becoming a Grand Slam champion now. I can't. It, it just has to happen. Well, that's Dimitrov. But another exciting player we have as well in the draw is Stanislas Vavrinka, who's managed to go all the way to the final. And, and I thought last night his match against Burdic was, was fantastic, both in the brilliance of their serving and shot-making and power of stroke, but also in the sportsmanship. The way that Burdic looked him in the eye at the end and shook his hand and smiled genuinely. I mean, he must have been hurting, but it was great sportsmanship. And and in Vavrinka, I think we have a really exciting Grand Slam finest because he has this sort of devil-may-care type of tennis. He just goes for it. And yet, and also people care. People care what happens to him when he's out there. Yeah, he hasn't half won himself some fans, has he? And that's fantastic, fantastic. And that bodes well for the final, I think. And I also think the match against Burdick bodes well for the final because I think if he was going to buckle under the pressure, I actually think he was would be would have been more likely to buckle under the pressure against Burdick and go out in the semis than than in the final. I I don't think it's going to be one of those finals where a slightly unexpected person gets there and then fails to rise to the occasion and the final is a bit of a damp screw-up. I see him performing in the final and, and having a lot of crowd support, um, whether it's Federer or Nadal that he plays against. I mean, there's no doubting either one of those is going to have immense crowd support. But I think Stan will have his fair share, no matter who the opponent and I see him putting on a good show. I'm not predicting him to win that final, but I see him doing himself justice at a minimum. And I'm absolutely delighted for him. And I, and I on the point of the sportsmanship, I I heartily concur because Burditch has come in for some criticism in the past, some justly, some unjustly, for perhaps not being sportsmanlike at all times. Um, but he was a sportsman through and through, um, yeah, in the letter and the spirit of the word um, last night. And it was it was a very impressive display at the end. It was, it was. I mean, I, I do have my doubts about whether Stanislas Wawrinka will be able to handle it in the final because, mm. he's, he, because he's never done it before. We, we, there is no precedent. We don't know what's, what the situation will be in his head when he's out there. And, and look at the two opponents. It couldn't be worse for him, really. He's got, I think he's got a, a one twenty-five record against the two of them, um, you know, uh, uh, combined. And the, the, the problem is that Nadal... His style of play is a nightmare for Vavrinka, and Federer is the master in Switzerland. So it's it's very difficult for Stan, I think, to to shed all of that, to put all of that out of his mind, and just play tennis. But but but, but nobody would be expecting him to win. You know, if this was the first round, well, it wouldn't be the first round because of their seedings. But if this was a, a fourth round, a quarter final of a Masters series. And it, what, you know, no matter what the scenario, what the tournament, what the round, nobody would be predicting Vavrinka to win against either of those opponents. What I'm saying is, I don't, I don't see the stage of a Grand Slam final on Roger, Roger, uh, Rod Laver Arena. Um, that was slightly Freudian, wasn't it? Um, on Rod Laver Arena, in itself, being the factor that that potentially is the downfall of Stanislas Wawrinka. I, I see him coping with the pressure of the occasion 
um, perfectly well. Um, I hope you're right. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I hope I am too, because there's nothing worse than I think, a damn I think squib you're right. of a, a I th- Grand Slam final. I think you're right. I, I think he's the sort of character. The other thing I noticed against Burdich, when he got tight, he just started shouting. Mm. Didn't even. I mean, and I actually thought, I wonder whether Burdich is going to get annoyed here because he was he was shouting, "Come on!" at Burdich errors, um, which I, you know, I think is fair enough as long as the other bloke does it too. Um, and and I know he wasn't doing it to put Burdich off. He was doing it to get himself going. But what I mean is. I think he he will he does that and he will do that in the final in order to just start to feel pumped up and get the adrenaline flowing and I th- I think you're right I think he will give a great account of himself whether it'll be enough is another matter mm. because he's got to deal with the other fella on the other side of the net but um I do think he's going to he's going to do a good job and I think it's fantastic for the sport that we have a new finalist and and that he's a he's a, a chap like Stanislas Vavrinka Now the women's final Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello tennis podcast listeners, David here. Now you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Uh, Pitt's... Uh, Dominika Sibylkova against Lina, so it's a bit of a surprise. I suppose Lina, given that she reached the final last year, is is not a surprise. But Sibylkova, what a performance from her to to thrash Agnieszka Radvanski yesterday and to beat Maria Sharapova. I mean, you know, she's perhaps not the the uh, the, the player that everybody expected to come through, uh, but I mean, she really really has done herself proud. Yeah, she's been sort of considered, you know, Maria Sharapova light, I suppose, you know, pound for pound, a fantastic tennis player. But, you know, there's no ignoring 
her stature, which, you know, in tennis is no doubt a disadvantage to be somebody of her stature, physical stature. Um, but she's so impressive. She just, she plays, it's the old cliche of she just plays the opponent in front of her. You know, the occasion doesn't seem to get to her. She doesn't seem to be plagued by any particular self-doubt or, or mental frailties. Or sometimes she gets beaten by a better opponent. And that's fair enough. There are better players out there on tour. But she looks like she backs herself if she plays her best yeah, tennis she does. Yeah. and I have an enormous amount of respect for that especially when the women's game comes under so much criticism for you know the the frailties of of the competitors and you know too much of it comes down to too too much of the women's game is decided by mental frailties rather than you know physical or technical strengths or weaknesses um so i i have the utmost respect for her and and again i would given her performances up to this point yes you know grand slam final is an unknown quantity for her but i would be surprised if she crumbled under the pressure given her uh, the character that that she shows in in her tennis yeah yeah uh, well she, i think she does something similar to, to vavrinka she gets herself fired up she's able to bring that out of herself rather than wait for something to happen um and uh i i wonder as well i mean she's a very very good friend of marion bartley and i just wonder whether having seen bartley win wimbledon it may be just has given her that little extra edge of belief you know well good for her if it has because um you know she is a cracking shot maker and and the the sound the ball makes when it comes off her racket is you know it's that i always call it snapping a carrot in half i love that clean popping sound of, you know Vavrinka has that as well doesn't yeah. it although although I, I always think Vavrinka it's like a thunderclap you know because there's a there's a, a heaviness a mm. weight to his shots that that makes you slightly shuddy you you feel as though I mean Mike Dixon from the Daily Mail was saying you know you wouldn't want to run into him in a on a rugby field because he, he here he comes you know he's just uh, he's just a monster of a man but, it, but uh, it's but that combination but, of of as you say, the the thunderclap uh, and the the power and the strength of it, but also with this wonderful finesse, particularly on the backhand, obviously with Vavrinka, because that's just such yeah. a stylish shot. But the combination of who's going to win things, the final then? Come on, Catherine, oh, who's going to no, win the final I between uh, Sivakova and Women's or men's? I think. Lena well, I'm going to go. Going well, to we're, we're going to do the. We're going to do Sibylkova and Lena first. Better uh, tennis in the, player. I, I, in the, in, I, I see it being quite close. In fact, possibly you know, something like seven five six four, seven five six three, something like that. To, for Lena. For Lena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think I agree. I think this is Lena's time, and. You know, she's been in the final twice before. I think it's third time lucky for her. I think she'll do it. I actually think it'll go three. I think she'll do it in three. I think it'll be a good final, good competitive final. Um, Now, go on. Well, my goodness me, it'll be great for the Australian Open, which which so um, pits itself, and understandably and rightly so, is, is the Grand Slam of Asia-Pacific now, not just of Australia or Australasia. So to have uh, an Asian 
champion will be, would be, will be, could possibly be fantastic for the tournament, I think. And just a word on Agnieszka Radvanska. I know she underperformed in that uh, semi-final against Sibylkova, but what what a display of magic she put on against uh, Azarenka in the previous round. Yeah, she's, she's, I have to say, is, is... as shocking as that as that was, you can't underestimate the. Sometimes it is just glorious to see skill, finesse, subtlety triumph over over br- brute, power. brute power. Yeah, and that's not that's not to minimise the the wonderful play of Azarenka because powerful shot making can be a glory to behold as well, but. Given how rare it is in modern tennis, it is something to behold and something to treasure seeing that style of game triumph over the modern style of game. It is. Now, before we've got to start giving our uh, Nadal Federer predictions now, oh. Catherine. But before we do, before we do, let's find out what our listeners think first, shall we? Yeah, let's, let's give ourselves go. some. Let's, go- I'm just going to go with the majority opinion, I think. Let's just buy, our, buy yeah. some time. Uh, Pedro Andres Campos says Nadal in three Federer's break point conversion is below 10% but he um, had some interesting stuff to say about that after the match didn't he he's sort of he's very aware of that in the I think it was in the um, on court post match interview with Jim Courier where he said you know I've always been one of the guys on tour with my with a lower conversion rate on break points I just I, I, I back myself to keep keep creating the chances and know that I'll take one eventually. I don't need to have a high percentage conversion. So mm, it's not an invalid point, but I think Roger Federer has already addressed it. Uh, Edward Thierry, 14, says, Federer in four, faster courts, healthy and confident fed and bruised Rafa. Uh, Rian says, Rafa will win in four because... Uh, Fed can't maintain the high level long enough needed for him to last over the best of five. Um, at VIP Farah says the first set is massive. Nine from ten matches between Nadal and Federer in Grand Slams. Whoever wins the first set wins the match. Oh, I like that. Um, I love a stat like yeah. that. Can't argue that, with stats. I haven't, uh, I haven't checked that one, so, but I assume, I assume that... Uh, I've got a... Before we right. get to the end of the podcast, it's not on topic at the moment, but I do have a stat for you that I'd like to raise. So let's get this Rafa Federer prediction, prediction out of the way first, and then I'll hit you with my Stat-tastic. stat. Statastic. Brilliant. Statastic. Um, Antonio says... Antonio Garofalo says Federer Nadal uh, will finish... Six three six four seven five because Rafa is not Rafa at the moment. Wow, there we go. Uh, Ian Fordis says Federer in four sets. Nadal's blister could be a problem. Roger's movement versus Murray was exceptional. Uh, Jared Pine says Nadal in four because he's the best player in tennis right now, and then he will crush Stan. <laughs> uh, who else we got? We got. Um, Let's see, we've got Charlie Shanahan, who says, Fed needs to keep the point short, even if he loses some. It stops Nadal finding rhythm. Hart says Fed in four. Head says Rafa in four. Oh, I think that almost exactly echoes my feelings but carry oh, on Oh, charlie you, you may you may have you may have got catherine's vote there paul mcmurray says it doesn't matter federer is getting a beat down 
Ooh. Uh, Laurie Mac one two three says Federer without a doubt. Oh, it's all happening. Yeah, it's I all think happening here. What we what um, we're realizing here is that there is absolutely no consensus, whatever. Well, you know what? I think we should finish this. Uh, the, there are many, many more predictions here on Twitter at Tennis Podcast. Loads of you have got in touch, but uh, we can't read them all out just at the moment. But we'll finish on this one. Mark Bickerton says, I'm just grateful to see Fed properly back among the big boys. Whoever wins, let's just hope for a great match. Aww. Amen to that. So, um, come on there, Catherine. Now is the time. What you going? Shall I go first? Yeah, or do you go on go then. First? No, you go first. Yeah, I'm still making okay. up my mind, so if you've got yours ready, go for it. Yeah, I'm going Roger Federer. <gasps> Federer's going to win in four sets. Am I allowed to say that I was thinking Federer all along as well, then? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, I think if Federer's going to do it, he's going to do it in four rather than five, so I think you're right there. It's whether I go for Rafa in five or Federer in four... Now I'm thinking Federer in four, but to, you've already you? you've it's taken that. No, no, you, 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 no, no. It doesn't work like that in this one because uh, this is a very important prediction. You, if you feel Federer in four, you can have Federer in four. I'll we'll have Federer in we'll, four. We'll, then. We'll, win, we'll win and lose together, Catherine. I'll I'll take Federer in four then. Yeah, we're in this together. Now, can I can I hit then, you with my stat now or my my theory? Well, it's well, it's not it's not a stat really. I just did a little bit of research because you know I harp on often about my theory regarding uh, fifth sets and fifth set tie breaks, and that I feel serving first in a fifth set is too much of an advantage if you don't have. You a do fifth harp set on a lot, yes. I do harp on. It's been a while since I harped on about it, so I'm just going to harp on just for one more minute. Um, now I'm not saying there weren't other factors and I'm going to just state the facts as they are and leave the listener to ruminate on them but last year Djokovic took on Vavrinka and Djokovic served first in the fifth set and won this year Djokovic took on Vavrinka Vavrinka served first in the fifth set and he won now there are I I am fully aware of all the other factors at play. My argument is all other things being equal. Does it play a part? Is that your, is does that your it, sample? Does it play is that a your part? Sample? And for me, the answer is more often than not, yes, it is a factor and it oughtn't be. There we yeah, go. Yeah, Catherine, I think, I, think, I think we need a bigger sample than just two matches, though. I do, well, I do have a bigger sample. I'm just saying this is this is the headline grabbing sample. <laughs> this is the anecdote. This is the anecdote. Well, exactly, uh, exactly. I think this I is do the think, tabloid I think we need sample. To actually, we need to we need to find out whether Catherine's right. Is serving first in a fifth set an advantage? Well, we need you, to get some hard uh, well, data. I don't don't I have done some serious research into this, and I've actually. This morning, I downloaded a a, a um, university master's paper on the mathematics of of tennis tactics, um, which hopefully, once I've digested them, improve my mathematics knowledge uh, to a point where I can understand the paper. It might ha- it might add weight to my argument, but um, you're, g- you're going to have oh, to wait really till I've uh, oh. learned some learned some mathematics knowledge before I can impart 
uh, what I've learned from this to you. I look so forward to this very uh, much. Wait with bated breath. But I'm on the case. I'm on the case. I'm going to prove this theory if it's the last thing I do. Very good, Catherine. Uh, finally, who, so assuming it's Federer, is he going to win the final? Is he going to win the title? I'm afraid so. Yeah, as I say, I I, I don't. Th- I don't think it will be a letdown of a final in so much as I think Vavrinka will perform, but uh, I think he will lose to either opponent, unfortunately. For, unfortunately for Vavrinka. Um, yeah. yeah. So so we're predicting, and I'm, I, I'm with you as well, I think Federal will win the, win the final, I think Federal will win the title, and what an achievement that would be. Well, we believe it is going to be Federer against Vavrinka in the final, which allows me to use my two nicknames, because the final of the Australian Open is going to be between Roger Sorcerer and Stanimal. Did you come? You didn't come up with Stanimal, no, did you? I saw. No, I didn't. Roger Federer came up with that. Oh, he did he? Him uh, on Twitter. Yeah. No, I keep seeing the hashtag and wondering who. I. It's brilliant. Yeah. I don't like Roger the Sorcerer. I don't. That's just that's all a bit Harry Potter, isn't it? You don't think Roger Sorcerer is not a brilliant? You don't think that's a good nickname? No, I don't. It's I, there a must be nickname. better out there than that. No, there isn't. It's perfect. Do you know what I love about about what I've loved about Roger Federer these two weeks is that. Well, perhaps he's not talking about it off his own bat, but everyone's asking him about this new racket he's got. And uh, whether it's a coincidence or not, we don't know that he's playing so well. But I just love that, that, you know, he's been the greatest of all. Well, for me, I suppose it's still slightly open to debate. But for me, the debate is closed as it stands at the moment. He's the greatest of all time. I love that for, you know, for a decade, he's been the greatest of all time and his his racket's barely even been a consideration you know I, i'm i'm narrating this story a bit you know i'm 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 ad-libbing a bit racket's never even been a consideration and then uh, he dips in form a little bit throughout the 2013 season ceases slightly to uh, to reach his greatest of all time peak and it's as if somebody says to him hey hey roger you know you can uh, you know, you can change your racket and uh, you can get this new racket that, that helps you play a bit better and everything. How, how about that? And he's like, yeah, all right, I'll try that. And uh, what do you know? It's helped. But it's like, it's, like he's, it, it's like he's never had to contemplate such mortal, mortal things before. Do you know what I mean? Well, on that wonderful note... We will leave the tennis podcast for another edition with the news that Catherine and I both think that Roger Federer will win against Rafael Nadal in four sets. So if that doesn't happen, turn your podcast off now. Uh, we also think that uh, Lina will win the women's title and eventually it'll be a fairy tale ending for Roger Federer. Well, whatever happens, it's going to be fascinating to find out. Enjoy the tennis. We'll speak to you soon.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.